Welcome to Paddy Talks Golf, everyone, and this week's episode, which is brought to you thanks to the support of Seed Golf Balls over at www.seedgolf.com. Head over there and get yourself a trial pack or some Seed 15s, the distance ball, or maybe use the Seed 2s, the Pro Tour Balls, which I use myself, because you deserve great balls at a fair price. They also have some great accessories and some awesome product ranges coming in the pipeline, so maybe stay tuned to my profile on Instagram and Twitter, at Paddy underscore golf, and you might get some sneak peeks. And you're probably wondering who is on this week's episode of Paddy Talks Golf. It is the one and only co-founder of Modest Golf Management, Mark McDonald. But, as Gay Byrne would say, wrote it there, Roisin. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Bradley, what do you think of that? Welcome to the show. On this week's episode, we have a man, I think it's possibly the, the busiest man on the planet. He's had a couple of jobs in his past and his current remit is possibly my dream job. So no further ado, Mark McDonald, how's it going? Afternoon, I'm well, thank you. Yourself? I'm not too bad. We'll see how this goes with the dodgy West of Ireland Wi-Fi I'm on. This is your dream job, is it? Am I, uh, is this a, are you interviewing me or am I interviewing you? <laughs> We'll see. I would have come across, of course, with the foundation of, of Modest Golf and I would have looked into like, who is this Mark character? Because we obviously, have, we know the other guy that's involved yes. and, and there's and there's other, other people involved as well, I suppose, but you two seem to be spearheading it. We'll dig into who, who Mark McDonald is, if that's okay. So before we get into the standard questions, whereabouts are you from, Mark? Because you seem to be biased um, towards Ireland, but the accent would, would, would tell otherwise. Yes, yeah, sure. So I am based in Hampshire, so the south of England, um, but... Uh, this is a constant debate with Niall and I. I do claim to be half Irish. My, my name's Mark Patrick McDonnell. So I feel it's... Uh, Sold. A, You're Irish. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, my grandfather was from Dublin and I spent seven amazing years in, in Belfast as well in my previous job with TaylorMade. So, you know, Ireland is somewhere which is hugely, hugely special to me and without question for me has the, the best golf courses on the planet um on it um but uh yeah so I, i'm from the south of england um born and born and bred here and raised here and um yeah we've got some pretty good golf courses down here to be fair as well no definitely will there be a question later on the quick for q a that will really split your opinion on what the best golf course is but we'll get stuck into golf for a second so what would your earliest memory of golf be mark Oh, good question. Uh, well, I, I started the game when I was six, seven years old. My father introduced myself and my brother, and um, we've actually both gone on to have careers in golf. We'd never worked outside, really, of the, the sports world. Uh, so my earliest memory would be, obviously, playing with my father at our local course, Northants Golf Club, which is where uh, Justin Rose uh, learned his, his golf in the early days. And um, I guess... In terms of television, I mean, it has to be Tiger, right? I don't know anybody in my era who didn't own a red Nike shirt or a, a famous Tiger Woods black hat. So definitely Tiger. And, um, you know, I think it just shows you, you know, 25 years on how, how important he is still for the game. You know, he's still driving young people into the game now. He's an incredible, incredible asset the, the game has. No, that, that's superb. Would you be like me in terms of I was I was never good enough to to get to a level in sport, but 
I'm doing everything in my power to be involved in in sport. So for me, it's this podcast and getting to chat with people like you and and people like Paul McBride yeah. and the other people I've you know the back episodes. What did you do in college then? Was it was it sport orientated or? Yeah, you, I mean you're you're quite right. Every boy I think grows up wanting to play for. I was going to say Arsenal, but I don't think every boy grows up. <laughs> yeah. Um, every boy um, and girl, uh, you know, grow up maybe to be a you know a footballer or a, a golfer. I knew very early on. I absolutely love sport. I love all sports. I watch anything on the television, any live sport. But I knew I wasn't um, good enough to be a professional. But I knew I wanted to have a career in sport. So from very early on, um, I knew that was a case. I did a management degree um, at university, which um, was per- the perfect choice because a management degree kind kind of teaches you a little about a lot, if that makes any sense. So you're not becoming pigeonholed into finance or pigeonholed into you know another area. It's teaching you about all aspects of of business. And then I complemented that with really early on. Um, you know, at one point I was sort of working two three jobs at university, which actually was quite unheard of. A lot of my mates were just uh, working uh, on their their drink techniques in the, the bars every every evening at happy hours but um I, I worked for adidas i was literally in the factory sweeping their floors um when i was at uni and um that's where i started also i sort of um step in football i, I got a job with southampton football club um because that's where i was at uni so i think that's my one biggest thing you know i do get a few emails asking how for some advice you know on how to get into the game and i always say you know the sports world is a massive multi-billion dollar industry but it's also quite small and you know you get to know a lot of people um in 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 the world of sport quite quickly so i'd always say to people you know just just get a job get your foot in somewhere uh, and and make a name for yourself work hard it is a people's industry um so yeah that that would be where i i, I did my uh, degree down at southampton and that's massive, like, and especially for, for people listening who are maybe in their late teens and know the leaving cert is, is a state exam in Ireland that some people are getting continuous ass- assessment on and some people are doing. Um, right. So, like, you decide, like, your whole career based on those results. And for me, I like golf and, and, like, the techie side. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be an engineer. But when you said there, you learned a little about a lot, I think. I learned a lot about a little in engineering. Right. So, so when I look back, I was like, you know what? I should have done something like management to possibly open more doors, but give yourself like a broader logical approach to stuff rather than yes. literally I'm very good at um, checklists now and uh, processes and um, optimizing them. Uh, right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like you said, try and learn a little about a lot of, especially if you don't know what to do. So management uh, for me anyway, is like, yeah, I should have done that, but there's always yes. time in your time and, and career so far, you've worked for two of the, like the leading brands, if not companies in, in the world, but definitely in golf. But yes. I would assume that they operate strikingly different with Srixon. I think it's of Sumitomo, a rubber company uh, in Japan, and, and TaylorMade being yeah. American. So like I'm in the in the midst of reading Shoe Dog. So like dealing with the Japanese seems to be quite different. <laughs> so right, yes, yeah. How how would you I suppose describe the difference between the companies and maybe a learning from each that, that you that you now use maybe in every day? Yeah, sure. I think uh, what what was amazing about Srixon was their business was very small in Europe. They have a much smaller team than TaylorMade do, which is obviously a much much bigger setup over in the UK. So um, what Strixon allowed me to do was to really almost 
make a name for myself more because it was a smaller team, less people. Uh, and then I was actually headhunted um, to to go to go work for TaylorMade off the back of that. So I think I'll always be grateful. Shrixon gave me an incredible opportunity to kind of shine, if you like, uh, work hard, put the hours in, and and make a little name for myself. And then TaylorMade came across and and asked me to to come and work for them. And yeah, I mean TaylorMade, uh, you know, I, I worked for them for eight eight amazing years. Uh, I cannot speak enough highly enough of them. If you're a young energetic um guy or girl and you love golf you know the the, the, the business never stops it's literally 24 7 go 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 trying to you know release new innovative products uh their marketing and their pr side of the business is incredible how they excite um you, you know people on social media and what have you and their tour department i mean the the tour team are still some of my very very good friends and ironically now i'm in a uh, sort of relationship we have to negotiate with them and, and push them and what have you but you know they have an incredible incredible team of people headed up by Adrian Reidfeldt who for me is one of if not the best club fitter in the world you know if it's Rory uh, if it's Justin Rose if it's the, the very best in the world and he has their absolute utmost respect. Would I be right in saying that we'll say the head tech team at TaylorMade is all UK like even for like for the tour with Adrian uh, is it Chris Wade and Chris Trott? Uh, yes, yeah, so Chris Trott's now based in the US, but the, yeah. the, the, the European tour team is based out of uh, the UK. Yeah, and they have some great guys, Mark Thistleton, Sam Day. And, and what they do, they're very clever. They get incredible golfers in. You know, so these guys are you know, fantastic amateur golfers who, who maybe just didn't make that next step, but they're all incredible golfers. So they get the game and they get what players want. And, you know, without a doubt, there's there's a reason why the likes of TaylorMade get so many tour wins. It's not just because of the strength of the product; it's the strength of the the the, the people behind that product. You know, without without question. So, would that be what you you've kind of taken away from TaylorMade and and now investing into modest golf is to surround yourself with with a very high performing team? And would that be correct in assuming? Yeah, I mean, going back to your point about me doing a degree and and what have you, absolutely up. I feel for me, my degree probably developed me more personally rather than academically. I, I got a degree. Um, I learned, you know, a great deal, but I went into university quite a shy, shy guy. It really brought me out of myself, had to move home, leave home, sorry. I had to sort of develop me as a person. But one thing I'll always say about every step of my career, it's always been around, you know, not many people have asked me, you know, what, academically I achieved it's personality it's it's work ethic it's it's all those sorts of things for me which um really really stand out and certainly that's what we've implemented with with modest with you know we've got a, a really good strong team you know we hired Lisa Maguire which you know from um your your neck of the woods and um you know Lisa absolutely we we represent the owner we brought Lisa McGuire on because she's, a, you know, a great young girl. She's immensely knowledgeable about the ladies' game. I've never met anyone who knows as much about the ladies' game as Lisa. So, and with that, she's a great girl. So, you know, it's it's a no-brainer for us to bring on someone with that expertise into the business. So, yeah, I'm a total believer in it's it's about the people, good people with great work ethics, and you know, you're there. Superb. So, 2015. That's a question yeah. I, I like to ask 
people who come on is all around a compelling event. So yes. like, what was the compelling event for you or that maybe encouraged you or you're like the, the eureka moment when you said, yeah, all in, modest golf, let's go. Yeah, so I'll tell you exactly what it was. I started to develop a relationship with Modest Management, which is our parent company, who for years and years have looked after um, X Factor contestants. Um, and if you go through that process really quickly, you know, you can have, I'll use Niall as an example. Niall was 15 years old. He went on a show. Two days later, he's moved across to, to London. And within two weeks, he's one of the most famous people on the planet, you know, when the show starts. That whoever you are, however grounded you are, that's an incredible journey to go on in such a short space of time. And I always looked from afar at how great modest management were, were developing young people and helping them on that early stage of their, their careers, which is when they, for me, need it most as, they, as they're growing. And Nala will always tell you what modest management did for him was second to none. And, and it's largely why he's now just the same incredible young guy he's always been. So for me, I always had it in my mind um, how great they were at developing young talent. I became really good friends with Niall. Niall is the most obsessed man with golf I've ever met in my life. He lives, eats, sleeps it. You know, you go to a show of his and before he's putting in the dressing room, um, you know, before he goes on stage, he just loves the game. And he was so... Um, he, 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 just, he just kept asking, you know, what happened to such and such and what happened to such and such. And we all know young players who come through and then for whatever reason, they don't, they don't make it. And he just felt, you know, for us, two of the, the, the major factors in people not quite making it through is financially or lack of opportunities. And we felt those two factors we could really help with. So it was that, that defining moment where I, I, I felt the game was changing. I felt how people, the, the golf industry was and social media was having a much bigger impact and, and all that kind of stuff. And I just felt at that point, point in 2015, Nile was just coming out of the, the, the band, taking a break, the One Direction guys. And he said, do you want to do it? And I'd worked in Ireland for six, seven years. I felt the last year and a half, I was becoming a little bit sort of stale. I hadn't been in that same position at any stage of my career for that length of time. And I thought, this is the moment. We have to do it. And it's, it's been just an incredible four, four and a half years since, really. And I think for us, the, 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 the biggest thing we always say when we're having a beer is we're just so honoured now to be perceived as a, as a credible company. Because when we, when we did announce a business, Nile always will tell you, you know, young pop star sets up golf business. You know, no one really for us took us seriously so now the fact that you know we are getting the wins we are we are signing the level of talent we are it for us it's just very very um touching that we we've got to that stage and we're we're very humble about it from the outside looking in and, and you know seeing it on social media and in the news in the magazines and one thing that struck me about modest golf is that it does things and gets involved in projects that you wouldn't really align with the typical sports management company, you know, which is fantastic to see because it shows that they're more invested in more so the game and the development than the balance sheet. You know what I mean? And the balance sheet's important, but like one does feed yeah. the other in time. You know, it's like a junior section at a golf club, you know? The older section won't be around forever, you know, we'll put it like that. Yeah, sure. 
No, no, I agree. And, and that was Niles' directive from the start. He didn't want to just go down the normal route. We wanted to be different. We wanted to, you know, I guess, try and set a few examples. Um, that's why um, the signing of Brendan Lawler, um, obviously one of the top five world disability golfers from, from Dundalk, that was one of our proudest moments as a business because we hope now other companies and what have you stand up and, and see that and, and, and maybe sign a, a disabled golfer themselves. We hope that through our, you know, profiling of Brendan and, and helping him get his message out there that we'll encourage more young disabled um, children to, or disabled people as a whole to, to, to take up the game and to play and enjoy it. Um, and our, our, our big drive in, in the, women's game is also something we're, we're particularly proud of so you so, say look you know we we would never comment on how other people do their business but yes we are proud of trying to go about our business slightly differently and as you say the numbers down the bottom of that um spreadsheet always um counts and it's important you have to measure your business off that but as you say there are other aspects which we knew and Niall is fully fully aware of and and, and that for me is absolutely he's a friend but if I if I take all the friendship aside for a minute, a young, incredibly successful um, guy who, who doesn't have to um, give back to the game of golf. He doesn't have to do it. He, he's got loads of other projects when he's got loads of other commitments. The level of time and energy he puts into our business and um, trying to look at new ways he can use his voice. And he'll say himself, he's not Tiger Woods. You know, he's not a, a professional golfer. But he does have an audience of 60 million people, a large female following, who listen and admire and respect what he says. So you, anybody would be crazy to think that he doesn't have a major role to play in the game of golf if we want to, which we all do, is to encourage more eyes in it, to encourage more people to play it and to continue and continue to develop and grow the game, which we, we all want, right? Absolutely. I mean... Irish people are great for supporting our own and I suppose sometimes it depends on, on which comment you look at. You know, there is a bit of a culture in Ireland of, of like the begrudgery as well in terms of Jays is what's whoring at now. But I mean, I have massive respect for like him as an artist, but also like what he's creating, you know, stuff like the Horn and Rose event, um, which is Justin Rose, who, who you know since you're a, like a kid yourself. And they've combined and they've yeah. raised over two million quid for, for cancer research, you know, so... Name another 25-year-old superstar music person who's, who's done anything under the colour of that. Like, there's great initiatives, initiatives that you've done, like um, on the Challenge Show with the ISP, ISPS Handa partnership and uh, men and women competing together for the same money, first time ever done. So it's really groundbreaking stuff. So you might, you might want to tiptoe around it due to the modesty of it, huh? pun intended. <laughs> you know, it's, it's fantastic groundbreaking work that yourself and, and Mr. Horn are doing. So, and yeah, sure. In the upcoming weeks and months, uh, another thing is the Clutch Pro Tour, which, to be honest, I didn't have eyes on until I saw Maniskov posting about it. So can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, sure. I mean, firstly, to your first point about, about Nile, you know, as I've said before, I think everyone would have an opinion from Ireland and, and he has such a, a, a massive fan base over there. I know his, his latest album has done particularly well. Um, that's all me. It's on repeat. Thanks for the download. <laughs> but, um, you know, in terms of what he gives back, I think for, for me, that, that's the biggest respect I have for him is that 
he's in London now. He's not based in Ireland. He has family there, but he's not based over there. You know, you know, it was largely reported about what he did shortly after everything happened with with COVID nineteen and and what have you. And and he's constantly giving back to Ireland. So absolutely have full respect for him on that and and what he's doing, as you say, with the Horn and Rose and what have you. Um, regarding the the Clutch Pro Tour event. Um, we were just conscious as a business going back to your point about giving back is that we when we started out we always said we want to develop golfers and we wanted to develop the next generation the business has probably moved quicker than we had ever anticipated you know, four years on to have a you know a, a win on the pga tour i think we had 10 worldwide wins in the last 14 months which is which is special um so we just were very conscious and are always conscious that we we back up what our, our business is about, which is about young talent, and it will always be about young talent. And we we just were very aware that this year more than ever, forgetting about your top tier of players for a moment, that second and third tier player, they've got really they've got so little opportunities this year in terms of where they can play. Um, so we Clutch Pro Tour is a is a really exciting um, feeder tour, if you want to call it that, which started last year. We were really impressed. They they're delivering good prize money on great courses. The guy who runs it, Tom Hayward, is a former professional golfer, so he understands what the pros want. You know, some decent playing opportunities, some good golf courses, and some some good money to play for. And we just felt we could really help them develop and build and you know, the announcement of 12 dates with a price fund of over 200,000 is just a start. We've got real big plans to continue to take that forward. Um, we've got an event uh, which we're launching this week, which is a, a mixed event. Ladies and ladies, guys and girls who will play for the same prize fund um, on a shorter course to try and take out the distance argument and just allow the tournament to be about skill and short game and and what have you, Brendan Lawler will be playing. It's an open access event. We want, you know, guys, girls, everybody involved. Um, and then we've got some plans for, for 221 on beyond of how we're going to develop that clutch tour. So, yeah, a really exciting project for it, but it boils down to, again, the fact that we want to create opportunities for young players. And, and that's what that the, the clutch pro tour does. No, it's a fantastic initiative, especially, you know, like those feeder tours like, like Clutch or like the Apps or Euro Pro, they're vital for developing young players and um, experience of, you know, like like the two of us when we moved out of Mammy's house and Daddy's house to, to college, you know, this is often their first time fending for themselves. So they do need that support. So again, more more groundbreaking work from yourselves. But what yeah. I suppose as we're all getting back on golf courses and by the time this podcast goes out and I get my act together and edit it, we'll probably all be back golf for a couple of months. But um, yeah. what, what does the next 12 months look like for you and, and maybe for Modest? Um, the next 12 months? Uh, well, I hope never to make banana bread again. I'm kind of over that, that, <laughs> I'm over that phase. And I, don't I didn't venture that it. far. I nearly made this. I nearly, I nearly made sourdough, but I, I said, oh, look, right, I leave yeah. it to the experts in swans and nace. Okay. Yeah, I never want to. Um, I never want to be a part of a quiz again. I'm, I'm quizzed out. Um, so, no, it's back to work. Now, the next twelve months for us is is we've got a really um, great stable of, of players. Um, obviously, Leona's doing great, flying the flag for the girls. Uh, we've got some young talent uh, breaking through. We signed Jaden Shaper, who who actually won the junior players uh, last year when Rory won. The, the main players. He's a hugely exciting prospect coming out of South Africa. 
Till's flying, Christian Bazain has just gone in the top 50. So really the next 12 months is consolidating what we've got, really working with the players, developing them. Um, our events division is is growing. Um, we've got some superb announcements from that. Looking forward to developing our relationship with ISPS Handa, who do an incredible amount of um, work in sport and um, equality. And, and their, their tagline is... Um, the power of sport, which is, is so true, bringing the, the, the world together through the enjoyment of sport. So we've got lots to, to do on that area. And definitely the, the ladies division will be a, a big focus for us. We want to grow that. We want to do more. We want to give back. And um, that's definitely a directive of, of Nile as well for us to, to look at that area. There's a couple of Irish ladies, um, namely some All-Americans, uh, that, that are most definitely on your, your, your hit list, I imagine. Before we get into, I suppose, your last quiz of, of quarantine or lockdown, there's a couple right, yeah. more questions before we finish off. Like, because of your varied experience, you might have a perfectly good, like, a good hard time or, or event or scenario you've had to deal with when you're under pressure or timeline or... You know, it could be client management or maybe a time in football or golf. Can you remember yeah. any, any particular time that was like, Jesus, like that, that was difficult? Um, a couple, I guess. Uh, we actually just, uh, an Irish brand, we bought on uh, a company we work with called Kinetica Sports, which is a, is a really big nutrition brand in Ireland. And they have become on as a, a, a sponsor of Yona Maguire. And they also sponsored the event at Galgorn Castle last year. But our relationship with them developed quite quickly. We only met them and then the event was six weeks down the line. So trying to activate that sponsorship and really deliver back to Connecticut was a, um, a big focus for us. Um, and I can't thank them enough for the, all the support they've done. Um, and secondly, the ISPS and the World Invitational itself, um, lots of people don't know that was actually struggling. You know, we are in tough times at the moment. Um, sponsorship is hard to come by. And I actually went down to Australia to, to meet them in, in January um, at the, in 2019. We didn't have a sponsor for the event. It was touch and go whether it would be able to go ahead. And if it wasn't for them coming on board, it would have never have happened. And obviously, since then, we, we've never looked back, really. Our relationship with them is going to continue to grow and grow. But to, to turn that all around in, in a six-month period was a, a big, big challenge when you've got guys from Japan and Australia and you're all trying to coordinate but you know what it was when you when you drive through those gates on on a sunny August day in Galgorm and you're seeing the branding and you're seeing how much the players respond to the event and how grateful they are it makes every sort of uh, late night and zoom call worth it to to make that happen so yeah look I, I, I am very fortunate that you know you go back to talking about sport and careers I work in a in an industry in in in, in an industry I love. Um, every day is different, and um, you know I'm very fortunate and, and love what I do. So I, I would I, you'd never find me complaining about a few late nights and stuff. Yeah, it's one of my slogans. Well, slogans before before I take on a project, I, I kind of ask myself: Is the juice really worth the squeeze? And I think back in January you may have assessed that and, and established that the orange juice would taste pretty sweet in August. So fair play. Um, sure, absolutely. Have you any particular, I suppose, memorable story or the European tour, we're doing tour tales. I kind of took this on as a question. It might be from a time in TaylorMade or college or whenever. Uh, golf related. Any, any related, horn related, golf related, whatever you like. It's, it, it's got to be golf related. Um, I, myself, Niall is an ambassador for the Drive Chip Pup 
which is a, a big initiative in Augusta. And we were very kindly uh, invited to go and play Augusta National, which as you can imagine for two absolute golf nuts. Uh, was we Dreamland. Didn't get much, yeah, we didn't get much sleep the night before. And uh, I was playing with Niall and I, um, on the eighth hole par five uphill, I tugged my drive into the trees, no shot there. And as Niall and I were walking up, we spotted a guy playing the second. Um, and we both stopped and I was like, no, it isn't, it isn't, is it? And he was like, yeah, it is. And it was Jack Nicholas. And Jack Nicholas was playing. And, and we just both stopped, completely silent, watched Jack Nicholas hit his approach shot in. I hacked out my uh, drive from the trees, walked up to my ball on the par five, and then hold my third shot from 165 yards. And uh, for me, to, to, to play Augusta National, to see Jack Nicholas hitting into the second, to then going literally hit a shot, which, you know, any pro at that point would have been proud of at the time when I'm an eight handicap. It was just 14, 15 minutes of pure golf. Like you talk about getting reduces flowing, it was absolutely the, the best 15 minutes I've ever had on a golf course. So, and, and, play, and playing, with, playing with one of my best mates as well, it just was a, you know, an incredible memory in the game and a game I love and a game which has given myself and my brother fantastic careers so far and, and long may that continue. That is definitely up there, one of the best tour tales we've got. It, it beats McBride's Bulgarian Caddy story anyway, that's a fact. <laughs> um, I'll, have to, I'll have to remind him of that next time. I do, do, do. Right, uh, yeah. the really important bit of the podcast is here now. It's a quick fire yeah. Q&A, so whatever comes into the head, um, let's go. What would your walk-on song be? Well, I think as uh, I work with Niall Horan, it has to be a Niall Horan song, right? So otherwise I might get sacked. So I'm going to say Slow Hands, Niall Horan. Fair play. Maybe a maybe a remix. Um, give yeah. it upbeat. Gym or pizza? Oh, heart pizza head gym. We'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Hat yeah. visor, hat visor or bucket hat? Well, I'm an agent and I've got no sponsor, so until I get a sponsor, I won't wear a hat, right? <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll break down the commercials after this. We're seeking to get Paddy talks in your okay. forehead. Happy Gilmore <laughs> or Tin Cup? Happy Gilmore every day. Guinness or Heineken? Heineken Shandy, don't judge me, please. Oh no, I've I've seen many of them on a tough Sunday morning after a night of Guinness the night before. Lahinch yeah. or Parmarnock? That's uh, ask me who I love more, my mum or my dad. Um, who do you love I'm more? Sorry, I, <laughs> I have to pass on that one. No comment. Both incredible courses, and if you've got another twenty minutes, I'll talk to you about uh, a million other courses in Ireland. I love. No fair play. Walk or cart. It's got to be walk, right? Especially when you're playing an amazing course to take it all in. Absolutely. Win the Masters or win the Open? I've just got this special uh, love for the Masters, having you know spent so much time there. So for me, it'd have to be that uh, slipping that green jacket on. Although I wouldn't, I wouldn't knock the Open, but uh, sadly, I don't think I'll uh, ever get close to any of them. But as long as one of my players wins, either I'll be happy. Dead on. 300-yard drives every time or never miss a 10-foot putt? How far is the drive, sorry? 300 yards every time or never uh, miss a 10-foot putt? Driving. Got to be driving, isn't it? Enjoy the game, hit the ball far and distance is king, right? Absolutely. What, what was it? Long, high, nasty, salty bombs. That's what we want. <laughs> uh, Instagram or Twitter? 
for me, Twitter for my for my business and researching news. I, I know that's probably a you know definitely Instagram is has now taken over as the most popular. I love Twitter because it's where I get information from and and news stories and what have you, which is good for my um, absolutely bring my the job. news, sorry, bring I, the conversations to you. Absolutely, yeah. Sorry, I'm not doing well at this quick fire, am I? I'm not explaining <laughs> every answer. <laughs> that's all right. Um, yeah. Last one: play or practice? Oh, play. You're mad. Absolutely. Look at yeah, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for giving us an insight into how you've gotten to where you are. The stories are fantastic. And we're, we're all really looking forward to seeing what Modest brings to us all in, in the months and years ahead. Thank you so much. And thanks for all, all your support and, and congratulations on what you're doing. You know, the game is changing and it, it's guys like you who are talking about golf on, on the airwaves and stuff, which is really making a difference. So, you know, thank you for all your support and uh, we'll have to get a game soon. Take care. What a great chat with Mark McDonald. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. It was recorded a few weeks ago during lockdown. So hopefully we are all back on the fairways. It took me a couple of weeks to get my act together and edit this up. But if you did enjoy it, please do leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to these episodes. Actually, let me know where you listen to these episodes. I don't really trust the insights sometimes. So let me know on Instagram or Twitter. Reach out. It's at Paddy underscore golf. We'll have some conversations. Um, maybe have some questions or some guests that you'd like to have on. Let me know. Otherwise, you can head over to paddygolf.com, uh, join a time sheet over there, try and do some giveaways and competitions, and try and build this little community of ours, of people who just love golf and the stories within it. So that's it for another week. Until we tee it up again soon, I'm Paddy. Paddy.